Hey, listener, Zach Harper here. Underdog Fantasy, the easiest place to play fantasy sports. Also, fastest growing fantasy app in the industry. Here's how it works. The Pick'em Game. Pick whether your favorite players will have a higher or lower stat total in this week's game for a chance to win big. How big, you ask? I'm so glad you asked that question, listener. You can win up to 100 times your money in a single night. Pick between two and five players. Build a pick'em entry. You can also do rivals picks. You can put like Tyrese Halliburton and Jalen Brunson against each other. And whoever has more points, more assists, more rebounds, whatever you want to do, that is your rivals pick. I would maybe go with Jalen Brunson in these playoffs. By the way, in the regular season, Jalen Brunson, scoring tear, going higher on his point totals all the time. Joel Embiid, whenever he did actually play, higher on his scoring totals all the time. Victor Wembanyama for the next 15, 20 years, here's a pro tip for you. Take higher on the blocks. That's right. So you're probably wondering, how do you sign up? Oh my God, listener, you are full of good questions today. Sign up with the promo code DING, that's D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick First time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. $250, man, that's a lot. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store. And don't forget to register with our code DING, D-I-N-G, to claim your special pick and first time deposit offer up to $250 in bonus cash. Must be 18 or older, 21 or older in Massachusetts, Arizona, 19 or older in Alabama and Nebraska, and present in a state where underdog fantasy operates. Terms apply. Concerned with your play? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.ncpgambling.org. Arizona, 1-800-NEXT-STEP. That's 1-800-639-8783. Or text next step. To 53342. New York, call the 24 7 Hope Line at 1 877 8 Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine. Welcome back to another episode of Black Opinions Matter, motherfucker. I'm your host, Black Trey, and I'm joined by Big Jerv. Today, Amin's out with a DMP. Uh, he'll be back next week. We got some fun stuff to talk about uh, this show. Nothing too crazy. Um, we have, you know, uh, Atlanta we caught up on. Uh, I got a chance to check out, uh, you know, the Come Home With Me uh, episode. And then also, not <laughs> what am I talking about? Come home with me episode. I mean, come home, come home with me. Q and A in concert in Harlem. Um, and yeah, I had a question I need to ask Jerv. Um, so let's get into that. I don't know what I was thinking on that. <laughs> yeah, I was, come, man, it's been come a home with day, me man. episode, yeah. Come home with me episode. I mean, that's all good. Know, this to come, this to come home with me episode. It's all good. So for people that don't know, when uh, Cameron's Come Home With Me album turned 20, um, which is wild to me, 20 years, 2002. Uh, and uh, yeah, Cam had a uh, anniversary show uh, at the Apollo. And for those that are listening that don't know how um, historic the Apollo is, it's, the, it's one of the, like the you know, venues that has hosted so much historical talent and it's based in Harlem where Cameron's from. Um, so to, to sit there and, you know, sit in those seats, especially I got to sit in the second floor, be with the people um, and just be a true fan, you know, someone that I've, I've watched since I was 
in high school. Jerv, um, you know, you you like this album as well, and you, you considered going to this event. Um, what do you think about this album turning 20? I mean, it just lets me know how fucking old I am, to be honest with you, uh, because I feel like if I was to say, if you was if you were to tell me, oh, one of Cam's albums is turning 20, I probably would have said um, SDE, right? Because like that just makes sense to me, right? Like, I was so young when it happened. And then it's just like, well, nah, SDE probably would be turning like 25, 30, bro. Um, so it, it, it hurts my heart knowing this joint uh, is turning 20. But, you know, it was a dope album. I, I mean, I, I liked it. I, if memory serves me correct, this is this was his... Um, this was his debut album on Rockefeller, right? Yeah. Um, f- uh, fresh into the uh, the Nas beef that was that was heavily brewing at that point in time between Nas and Rockefeller. Um, Cam was on fire at this point in time. You know, I mean, he had been gone for a little bit. Everybody kind of, you know, I'm not going to say cats forgot about him, but you know how it works. Out of sight, out of mind type thing. And then he signs with The Rock. He, he drives a disc record about Nas because Nas says something about Dame and Dame's his man. And then next thing you know, this Come Home With Me album comes out and it, you know, it, it, it you know, it was dope seeing Cam get to work with um, a lot of uh, what I would consider the pipelines that were opened up by working with Rockefeller. Yeah, I mean, he got a chance to talk about it. He said he was getting jerked by uh, these other record labels and he knew Dame from around the way on his block and stuff like that. And Dame was already on. He had his paper and he just wanted to, you know, help Cam get on his feet and do what he needed to do um, and pay him, you know, the right way. And he knew that, you know, Cam had something going and especially with the situation of being able to kind of bring the dips on and get them situated as well, which kind of branched off. And he hit on different things and he also highlighted DJ K Slade you know, being a part of the intro and how he was able to, you know, um, do some things like that. And I think that was real dope, you know what I mean, to start it off with the Q&A. Um, and he, uh, you know, as unorganized as Cam is, you know, like kudos to Wayno, you know, being a host, uh, the chairs weren't set up, so he jumped right into the music. And as these songs are going on, he's performing all these songs that, you know, we all love. And he did some records that, like, you don't really see you know, done in shows and things of that nature. And, you know, Cam did miss a beat, you know, and he he was playing those songs that Harlem really wanted to hear too. So that was great. And then they got back into the conversation and, uh, you know, they just talked about, you know, just, um, you know, Wayno had a story about Cam uh, having a platinum record and walking around, putting it on his chain. And Cam's like, I don't remember that shit. <laughs> and, you know, he was like, but he's yeah. like, not to say that you're a liar or anything, but he's like, I've done so much shit to a point where, um, you know, I, I just be forgetting. He said he somebody ran up on him and was like, yo, you remember you threw a trash kit at my girlfriend's head? <laughs> he was like, yo, my bad. But like, I'll be doing hell of shit and I probably didn't mean to do it. You know what I mean? Which is wild, by the way. Um, but yeah, no, he was just, you know, talking about things and he said social media keeps him reminded that he has an anniversary this year. He has, has an anniversary that way and that he's been performing for almost 25 years and still blessed to be able to do it. You know what I mean? Like that he doesn't get to live in those moments of anniversaries because he's still working. And that makes sense. 
Yeah, I mean, it's funny you said that because that's what um, they was just. Uh, who was it? Nori was just. Nori kind of just asked that question. The um, the push not too long ago about like doing a versus and like push was like, nah, I'm not doing a versus because you know, I'm still in the moment. You know what I mean? <clears throat> and that's dope. You know, shout out to cam. Uh, I, you know, I, I, I've always, I've always been a fan of cam. Um, but I, I am not, uh, what I would consider a stand of cam. So I feel like I'm a little bit more objective than people that are like, really just diehard cam fans and that's just usually how it is when you're a diehard fan of a certain individual or a team or anything you know what i mean it's kind of hard for you to be objective sometimes sometimes you just look at things through you know whatever uh, vision but uh you know this was this was um still the can that i liked <clears throat> you know he was still rapping um you know far removed from killer cam but um he wasn't into that um the uh as 50 like to put it the super the duper the he wasn't in that phase of shit yet. You know what I mean? I don't, I don't think he got the bag. He got a bag, but he didn't get the bag bag. The one he got later, I think, that had him cop that Lamborghini and, and moving, you know. So, but, you know, the album was dope. Um, you know, we got to hear him and uh, him and Hove on a track together. Uh, and, you know, both, shout out to them, too, for, uh, for even doing that. Um, because you know they make it clear, Cam makes it real clear at the start of the song that he ain't really want to do this shit. You know what I'm saying? And then years later, you you hear the stories about what happened and how, like, you know, you know some of the back behind the scene things with Cam deleting the whole verse and all that type shit, yada yada. And you know, um, but you know, you we got to hear that, um, which which was dope because um, if memory serves me, I believe Hove. Had some sort of affiliation with children. No, he didn't. Okay, never mind. I was gonna say I think Hove had some sort of affiliation with Children of the Corn. That whole group that was that was supposed to come out. And I, uh, oh no, no, was Cam in the commission? Cam was supposed nah. to be in the commission. He wasn't. Okay, Cam. So Cam was a part of uh, Children of the Corn with Big L. Uh, but Big was supposed to sign Cam. I yeah, guess. I do remember that. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, but he wrote a bunch of shit. I think he did Crush on You. He did a couple other tracks. C's, right? He wrote C's yeah. verse. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, again, and, you know, SDE, they talked about him, you know, SDE being, you know, to the fans, his, his best album. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I think it changes with what what time you met Cam. You know what I mean? What era did you meet Cam? And I think that goes for what it is. And his influence was very heavy because it was grown ass men and they were wearing all pink. Um. Yep. And, you know, shouts to that, man, that influence. And I think that, you know, um, he said with Murder, Inc. and all these other groups um, allowed him to start a movement. You know what I'm saying? That helped him, yeah. you know, pop. So he paid homage to that. And I think he did a well, good job. He brought Bottle out, which was very okay. rare because I hadn't seen Bottle in a long time. They performed some songs. Jewels okay. came out. Jim Jones came out. They performed some songs. Freaky Ziki came out just like hype it up per usual. Um, okay. But extremely, extremely worth it. Um, yeah. Was I the had performance better time. than what they did at um, at the verses? Yes. Like where they, yes. Were they, so they, like they put on a better show? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like, I mean, I mean, I don't think the verses was even set up for that. You know what I mean? Because like, I think when you're doing a versus, you have to be strategic. Even though there's no true winner, the fans choose the winner. You have to look in the situation of like, how are you performing? 
And although MSG was a bigger stage and a bigger venue and things of that nature, they're at home in Harlem. So like they're doing their thing, like their thing, they're playing B-sides like Jim Jones did Harlem and I lost it. Like South Phoenix, but what about the East Side? Like, and I'm like, bro, I've never seen Jones perform in general. And to perform one of the B-sides that I really love from like on my way to church, like he performed Certified Gangsters. And I was so confused because I'm like, this is a West Coast kind of type track. But the East is I love that I, I love, bro, that's one of my favorite Jim Jones songs. I love that song. I, I, I tend to like a lot of um, the crossover, the crossover Jones, right? Like the, mm-hmm. the, 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 you know, when, you know, for off the top of my head, like when, when Hove um, would, would go over a Daz beat. You know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. or, or or even a um a quick beat. You know what I'm saying, like it, leave me alone, leave me leave alone. Me alone. Yeah, let me live my life. Yeah, that because that, that, that's that's to the Pac beat. Um, yeah, I forget what the fuck song is that. That's um, mm, 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 mm. Oh, I can't remember the name of the Pac song, but um, yeah, no, it's I mean, listen, man, I. <laughs> One thing that need you know again you're right the verses is not um, the the setup and I and I I love the fact that um, Cam still gets his flowers because that Dipset movement man this album started off I, I I guess it would kick off the official like public kicking off of like the movement right and that Dipset movement bro is probably one it's 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 one of the illest movements I've ever seen in my life I'm talking about um the do-rags the the the, mm-hmm. the jet you know what i mean like i i know hove and them had they had they think but hove's movement was with with some philly niggas right so it was a different yeah. movement you know what i'm saying this was this was new york at its at its finest but even more specifically it was harlem being shown out to the world in a way where it was just like you know what i'm saying like yo it ain't just brooklyn you know what i mean don't forget it ain't just brooklyn it ain't just queens like harlem Harlem do his thing either. Also, you know, I mean, Harlem's always been doing their thing, and to watch the world, you know, I always, I always, um, I, I always, I loved it because I realized how flashy Harlem niggas are. Mm-hmm. Like they're the flashiest motherfuckers I've ever seen in my life. Like, <laughs> like, and I and, and listen, like, I mean, I, 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 because of that movement, I feel like it's a little different now because everybody is just the same now as far as everybody just does their own thing. And that's what I mean by the same, like you, no one really dresses the, the whole dressing of where you're from thing. Isn't as, I mean, everything, as a, the internet, the internet ruined all that slang. Yeah. Like your personal thing is now exposed to the world. You know what I'm saying? Like you got people saying, Oh man, what that jaw hit for? Something like, you know what I'm saying? Or yep. saying, Oh, that shit slap. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that shit slap. You know, dog. <laughs> It don't even get to the point now where, you know, you get into the point of, you know, these yeah. these type of things where it's exclusivity. So, um, shouts to being around during that time. I'm not mad at it because it's overexposure to where you grew up and now yeah. people can see a worldly view and, you know, everybody can't afford to travel. So that's your, that's the your closest thing to traveling virtually. Yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, if they do take the show on the road, Go see Cam and support them. Um, let's talk about Atlanta. 
what you what was okay. your thoughts on this this episode, brother? So, <clears throat> first of all, rest in peace to you know Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I really shouts to you I, too pointing that out before we even got. Oh, to I appreciate it. that. Um, he didn't do what I thought though. Well, he kind of, actually, you know, he kind of did. It just wasn't the avenue that he really was always going down, which was basically, in his words, from that from clips that I've seen, you know, bashing black women, right? Like he still he still was coming at motherfuckers. I mean, he was bashing so, black people. He was bashing black people in general. So like again, he kind actually he did kind of do what I said, which was, yo, dude, literally got the last laugh. Like he got to call out a lot of black people for how they maneuver and stuff. I think this is another classic episode where it's like, yo. The episode would have been fire, a hundred percent, if it was just in the, its own avenue of its own, you know, I don't know, whatever horror story movie type, you know, America horror story series. Like it was a dope episode. Um, I knew off top what it was hitting for. You know what I mean? Like it, I, I wasn't confused, and I laughed. I laughed a lot, actually. And, and and I don't know if that's bad or not that I was laughing, but I was happy when when he got up there and said, "Yo, all the black people," you know what I mean? But you know, come to find out, he didn't just mean the uh, the color of your skin. He meant more so like, do you define as black? Do you do you do quote unquote black things? Right. So I thought it was hilarious when they asked. I'll tell you this, bro. I would have failed on some of them questions that he asked. Um, uh, uh, whatever boy's name, I, I, I like, I don't know how long you're supposed to not keep chicken on out on the joint, I, bro. I don't know, I don't make chicken really. That's crazy. Chicken. So, you, so yeah. you think you would struggle in an are you black enough test? No, I wouldn't struggle in an are you black enough test. I mean, that's I, what it basically was. I, I would have gotten some wrong, like, I wouldn't have just been out here batting a thousand. Like, like you know how, like, when you see on Instagram, they'd be like, they'd be like, um, they had like the black movie theme song games, and it'd be like, yo, guess this song. Like, I get those, I'm like batting a thousand on them Jones, right? Like, I'm like, right. anything come on, I'm like, oh, that's such and such. Oh, that's such and such. But with this, I was like, oh, shit, how long are you supposed to keep checking out, out the John? And then, like, he asked another question. I was like, damn, I don't know the answer to that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I, I thought, but I thought that was dope how they did it, though. You know what I mean? And what's my man name that was sitting next to him, the comedian dude um, that had the white glasses on? Um, he's been on. Um, he's he's, he's the Wallace? Yes, 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 yes. So ironically, right, my grandma's best friend used to be his housekeeper. And, like, they love George Wallace, bro. Like, that's the only nigga I used to hear about when I was a kid, right? And it was so fucking funny to see him. I was happy. I was, I shouldn't have been that happy to see that nigga. Just, I was happy that he's alive and well. But he was so good in the wash as Mr. Washington that, like, I can't unsee that nigga in no other thing. Yo, when I saw him, I was like, oh, I, got, it, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, that's what's up. He's still alive. Because I haven't really, you know, in my, in my defense... Um, I've, I, in the latter years of my life, I've stayed away from a lot of the movies that he probably would be in like those, um, uh, how, how do we call them? Those straight to DVD John type movies, you know, the, uh, the cookout type movies type things that don't really, you know, all them type movies. I haven't really been seeing a lot of those. So he was out of sight, out of mind. But when I saw him, I, I was definitely excited. I was happy 
that he was still, you know, alive and well and doing his thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, for sure. Um, since you brought this up, bro, I really want to ask you this question now. <laughs> since you brought up the How Black Were You quiz. Yeah, let's do it. All right, Jer. <laughs> we got the... We got it here, man, from the root, bruh. All right, here we go. If at a cookout, what's the most important question you can ask? A, is the meat ready yet? Pause. B, who made the potato salad? C, you were supposed to bring the foil. Why do you never remember to bring the foil? Uh, B, who made the potato salad? Ding, ding, ding. Yeah, <laughs> I need All to right. know that on top. Who made the potato salad? <laughs> Have you seen twelve? Have you seen Twelve Years a Slave yet? A. Yeah, I saw it when it was in the theater. B. No, I have no plans to either. C. I keep trying to. It's on HBO now, but I know I had to call off work for a week because I'd be too angry at white people at my job. So I'll probably just wait till Christmas break in 2022 or something when I have enough PTO days. Um, I would like to say is B. But C is so egregious, it's got to be C. <laughs> Both can be right. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Oh, God. Which year was the best year for light-skinned black men? A, oh, 1988. B, mm -hmm. 2016. C, mm -hmm. which every year it was that Shamar Moore had the cornrow wig in Diary of a Mad Black Woman? <laughs> it said the best year? Yes, the best year. Oh, it's eighty-eight, bro. The eighties was rocking. Like, ding, ding, ding. Yo, <laughs> the eighties was rocking, bro. Like, yeah, that's an easy right, job. Jerm, Jerm, you about to get this scholarship, bro? <laughs> Let's go, dog. I need this scholarship. Right. Number four, if you happen to see an attractive black woman and you want to get her phone number, what's the best way to approach her? A says hi. B tell her you're new in town and you're trying to find out where to brunch. Not go to brunch, just brunch. C, be Idris Elba and don't be anyone other than Idris Elba. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go B because women like the brunch. Black women like the brunch a lot. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. <laughs> they, they like the brunch. Okay. Women I'm out there mad. They be brunching, dog. Women I don't like brunching, I, bro. I, I can't stand brunch, yo. Oh, God. Uh, number five, what do you do when the wobble comes on? A, sit or take the opportunity to get a drink. B, wobble, of course. C, I don't know. I rarely hear the song when I go out. Got wobble. B, you got a wobble, duh. You got wobble. You I mean, I don't because I don't, I don't dance. But hey, like everybody else, let's go. You still gotta, you still gotta move the shoulders. You really, wobble, you know, wobble. Get in there. I got you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh my God, bro. Do you have a, a niece who can sing better than Rihanna? A, yes. B, this is kind of a trick question because I'm assuming everyone has a niece who can sing better than Rihanna. You got two options there. No, it's, it's just yes. Like, yeah, I got a niece who okay. sing better than Rihanna. Yes. Everybody got a niece or a nephew do something better than somebody. Oh yeah, my, my niece sing way better than Rihanna, dog. Just wait until you older. Yes. <laughs> You're on a perfect, you're on a perfect thing. Okay. Oh, let's go. You have bro. a, you have a Facebook account, but you've given serious thought to shutting it down because a, everyone's on Twitter and Instagram now. 
see my my cousins keep posting stuff from the news nerd and telling everyone it's real i keep getting mad when all their internet challenge friends believe them or c i really only use it to stalk exes mm, that's a tough one i'm gonna go with b sounds dope but i'm gonna go with c because i feel like a lot of black women excuse me take that back i feel like a lot of people black people use social media to 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 spy on on other people so i would like to say b but i'm gonna go with c <clears throat> ah it was b it was b damn how many scented candles are currently in your place of re residence a <laughs> a couple maybe b 12 to 25 c over 25. <laughs> <laughs> scented candles ah shit. um I'm gonna think of all of some past experiences and I would like to say B, but over 25 sounds so egregious. I just feel like it's gotta be that. So we go with C over 25. <laughs> is it, B is or C, C is acceptable. Okay, okay, okay. Acceptable. So here we go. Have you ever purchased clothes, DVDs, mixtapes, appliances, homeowner insurance, or pornography while at the hair salon or barbershop? A, yes. B, no. Answer key. B, C, B, A, B, A, B, A, B, C, C, A. <laughs> I, 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 I was on mute, so I said yes before uh, before you even finished it. Once you said, have you purchased ding, ding, anything? Ding. <laughs> I purchased everything from there, dog. I've got all, right, Jerry, got, so I've got all types of shit from the barbershop to keep it all the way real. I ain't going to put my barbershop out there, though. You scored seven through nine. You're in the perfect blackness sweet spot. Black hey, enough to never hey. have it questioned but not so black that your blackness makes less black blacks insecure. Basically, you're Don Cheeto. <laughs> <laughs> ah, oh, okay. Fucking God. Uh, that was great. That was great. Okay. Please, please add the game show uh, stuff to it. When you get I got you. I got you. Great, great content. Um, but back to the show, I had to add that because, you know, you, you say you felt a certain way, so I had to look it up. Um, this character... I don't know where they found this nigga from, but he totally looked like one of them niggas that get painted white just for like, um, you know, however it is. And uh, this nigga got a real black dad. <laughs> but the nigga like, black like, dad. Like a real black dad. Like a, like like not, a real, real black dad, though. Like not no Cosby show. Oh, my dad's just super successful. And we just, we out here just fitting in. Like, nah, his dad, his pop is black. Yeah, nah, and he he was putting through black shit like, hey, I ain't feeling out no FAFSA. Yo, that, you nah, you gotta figure that out. My mama wouldn't fill out my shit. Mm. That that's black shit. Yeah, so I could relate. You know what I'm saying? And black people don't want to give their social security number up. Last four. my social. Yo, ho, what you need that for? <laughs> yeah, so you know the fact that he wanted to go to uh, ASC, Arizona State College, was hilarious. And, um, uh, yo, 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 when he, uh, when he, when, <laughs> when my man looked on his girl's, uh, social media page. Oh my God. And, he saw, and then he saw the, 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 uh, the, the, the muscular black man with no shirt on. Oh yo, my God, he lost yo, he was losing his body. He was like, oh, she's about to go <laughs> lose it. Yeah. She about to go get turned out. What was so crazy is that nigga's white passing, so he was he was running with it. You feel me for so long, 
and he wasn't mm-hmm. even being his true self, even with his white girl and his white homies. And the fact that they went to a mixed school, I was hoping that, like, you know, like, bro was like, you know, I'm thinking, like, all right, well, they um, probably go to all-white school, but it was mixed. So it threw me off even more because he, like, kicking it with them. And, uh, you know, this nigga played the video game, and he called them niggas, uh, niggers. That shit was crazy, too. It's like, bro, what? And they had to, like, you know, his hair is coarse and shit. Uh, so he he had that Malcolm X perm. Yeah, his sister was sick, man. So all of a sudden, you know, he's kicking it with his girl and the homies, and everybody's hyped about getting into college except him. And he fronting, and I think like that's that's relatable to a lot of people, especially like when their friends are going to school. And most people got a plan, and most people don't have a plan, especially you know if they're in like poverty. You got to think of, like, how you even going to get to the school. Like, niggas' moms and dads don't drop niggas off at college. Did your mom and dad do that? Hello, listener. Guess who's back? It's me, Anthony Mays, your favorite butcher-turned-podcast producer, and I'm here to talk to you about ButcherBox. ButcherBox is the most convenient way to get high-quality meat and seafood that you can trust delivered straight to your doorstep, free shipping, vacuum-sealed packaging, It's ready to go right then. It's ready to pop in the freezer. You get exclusive member deals and a variety of high quality cuts at an amazing value. Going to the grocery store can be a huge pain. You're usually in a rush at an inconvenient time. You're waiting in line at the meat counter. You're taking a number. Maybe this place doesn't have a number. You're jostling with fellow customers. You're trying to get that ribeye that you want or that nice piece of salmon. Maybe the butcher that you're dealing with has a bad attitude or something. I don't know. That was never me. I promise. But maybe it happens. Butcher Box takes all of that out of the picture. You are always prepared with meat and seafood in the freezer, and you're not going to find quality for this price anywhere else other than ButcherBox. So sign up at butcherbox.com dings, D-I-N-G-S, and get our special deal. ButcherBox is offering our listeners a free for a year offer plus an additional $20 off. You can choose salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips free in every order for a year. Sign up today at butcherbox.com dings and use code dings, D-I-N-G-S, to choose your free for a year offer plus get $20 off your first order. Oh, you mean like took me down to school? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they drove yeah, me down. That's a blessing, bro. That's a blessing. Like, you you had a chance to have your parents actually drop you off, like, on some TV shit. And, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, a lot of niggas, like myself, bro, you just, I just got on the plane, bro. It was like, all right, I just got these two bags, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, ain't no car, none of that extra shit, no help moving in. And just kind of, like, figuring that shit out. You feel me? So, um, you know, just seeing it that way. But uh, I definitely could relate to a certain end of, like, not having solely, you know what I mean, that support like you need it. Cause you, yeah. you still you still need help even though you 18. And I love how that nigga pop was like, listen man, you don't go to college. First of all, he asked him how much he say, my nigga said four grand, which was respectful. Cause I didn't have four grand in my pocket nigga, when I graduated from college. I mean, graduated wow. from high school. So, you know what I mean? He was actually trying bro. Like he was trying to make some of himself. And uh, that nigga dad was like, yo, how much that shit cost? I said 30 grand. I said, ah, you ain't going. <laughs> you ain't going, bro. Like, that nigga needed 26 grand. He wasn't taking out no new loans, which was, I mean, some black shit, for real. Um, 
and it was really fire, man. You know what I mean? Because it's like relatability. Uh, and then obviously the auditorium scene where this nigga Kevin Sound goes as the heir to like, you know, pink lotion moisturizer. It was so fucking funny. Um, but I could see that actually happening. You know what I mean? A nigga like, like Daryl from fucking Coming to America, the Soul Glow nigga, trust fund. Um, and this nigga says he just wants to change the name, nigga, to Robert E. Lee, which is so fucking funny too. Um, but also like that, you know, he's talking all this shit and then he's like, I'm only, you know, I'm only, uh, I'm paying for y'all school, but only for the black kids. So the black kids turn. And bro, like, didn't even celebrate because I don't know if he was hiding that he black. Like, I was curious to see, like, if his if his girl ever met his dad because they never showed mom, you feel me? So I'm like, you know, like, nah. maybe he living a whole different life, bro, where, like, it's just a high school relationship or he only meet up and pull up on her. Like, uh, like, new, new. Yeah, Atlanta, nah, it, was, it, was definitely, it was definitely one of those situations, right? Um. And like just thinking about it, bro. Like you know, now this nigga got a secretly he he got a slide right, so he secretly pulls up and go take this test. And uh, you know, they just kind of just they they already knew they were gonna give him the scholarly, bro, but just wanted to put him through the ringer. And uh, this nigga was asking some he was answering some sick ass questions, man. And nigga George Wallace was like, "You are white. <laughs> you are a white." You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, he's so white. He was like, he was like, but my dad is black. He said, yo, but you are white. Bring that nigga down here and maybe we'll give him the scholarship. Maybe, maybe we'll give him the scholarship. Cause you That's white. That's so fucking sick to me, dog. Um so uh, you know, we get past that part, and the niggas now at this point, he has Kevin Samuels and George Wallace in his head, and he's frustrated and instead of going having school shooter vibes. The nigga has flamethrower vibes and he's planning on burning his school down. But he's met by another person who's this Nigerian kid who's told that he's not black. And it's funny because being American, especially African-American, you would think, especially me growing up, right? I'm from Compton. I don't know too many African homies. I had one African homie from high school, brothers from Tanzania. And, uh, you know, brother, actually, his name was Mandela. Shouts to Mandela. And That's he fire. Moved, you know what I'm saying? Um, but he was always on his Bob Marley vibes. You know what I mean? I remember the bro used to always play easy skanking. And, uh, you know, mm. he was just always, <laughs> he was atheist too, which was so fucking funny to me. That's dude. wild. We would be, we would be, he played on the basketball team. Like, my coach was so thirsty to have this dude on our team, 6'5, real African cat. And he had dreads and, like, he always made like logic, right? And he's like, everybody's like, huddle up, man. We're going to pray. And this nigga eyes would be wide open. <laughs> hey, we'd be like, yo, that's why we lost, nigga, because you didn't close your eyes. <laughs> yo, so just thinking about that. But uh, it was funny because, like, you know, he was trying to understand American culture and I've seen it. And like, a lot of people would challenge him, like, bro, like, again, like the kid said, bro, like, you really not black, like you African. You and you also know you have a place of origin. Like you can go back. Like when motherfuckers tell us go back to Africa, it's like nigga, if we go to Africa, niggas, like, yes, we're tourists, but like we can't stay. You know what I'm saying? Like we don't have no we don't belong. You know what I'm saying? Nah, not, not shout one bit. Shouts to our African brothers and sisters, you know, or whatever. You know what I mean? And I don't think it's all separated, but like at the end of the day, 
dude, the, the, the African kid that was here and uh, and the show was like, bro, but like, I'm black. Like, at the end of the day, not nobody going to stop me. The cops not going to stop me and say, oh, we're going to let you go because you're African. Like, they were all black passing, you feel me? So he was making points and he was spitting. And I think that's a lot of shit that just kind of like, I felt that too. I was in Minnesota. And uh, I remember being in a club. I think I was like 23, 22. And I was trying to get at this like Ethiopian chick, bro. And she like realized that I was like American and was not rocking with me, bro. And it was like the most confusing shit ever. Because I was like, huh? Wait, is this really a thing? And it, it's it, it really a thing, is, bro. man. But like, again, love is love. Um, I'm actually Ethiopian. So it's like even more funny. Um hmm. But I'm, you know, I just learned that through fucking 23 and me. So I got to like tap in with my culture and oh, sure. see, if Nick, see if niggas locking, rocking with me later on. <laughs> but, <laughs> at the, but, but right now they ain't fucking with me. Um, and yeah, so um, both these niggas show up with two different flamethrowers. White, white black bruh show up with a janky one. And African bruh show up with a high technology joint. And they like, you know, he say... You know, he makes a joke that offends the African dude. And now these niggas is playing basically the same thing that they were playing in the video game with Flame Force. And wow. the African nigga get at him and he bought the he bought to basically chip him and scream down like Donald Duck or some shit. I mean Daffy Duck. And he gets shot by the cops. And of course the white passing get gets away. Does not get shot. I, but I think he don't go to jail, but he definitely gets a... Uh, he says he has a parole officer. So I'm wondering at that particular mm. moment, did something like, did he have to do time for that? You know what I mean? Whether it was a year or not, but he had a PO when he's talking to that girl when he's getting her number and shit. And, uh, but yes, he didn't get shot. So like that was kind of very telling, but I thought it was hilarious that Kevin Samuels pulls up and he says, my sign. Right. And he's like, Oh, my sign. And he says, Oh son, what, why'd you do it? And he's like, you really wanted that scholarship, huh? And he's like, yeah. And he turns his head and disgusts. And he's like, well, if you get shot by police, you black enough. <laughs> you, black, you black enough, bro. And I thought that was hilarious. And I thought it probably would have been the grand scheme of things for uh, uh, the, grand, the grand scheme of things for, uh, you know, you know, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels, to have like a quote unquote, the last laugh because I laughed at that shit and I thought it was hilarious and a great send off for him. And hopefully he was compensated, you know, compensated the right way um, to, you know, they didn't do a RIP at the end. So I think it was probably shot way beforehand, but at the end of the day, like hopefully, um, you know, they were able to take care of him in that situation. Um, but it was, it was a weird episode, but funny. I, I think that's been the telltale of the season. It's like, obviously, we want all funny shit, and they're going too deep to, like, tell us about shit that we already know. But I think they're trying to teach black-on-black -black shit to white people. I mean, it's all um, it's all a theatrical or artistic way to, to discuss the the problems that are in society and it's done in a very you know very good way like he does you know the the shows are well written they're well produced 
you know, all that stuff. It's just not what we signed up for when you sign up to watch Atlanta. That's literally the only problem. Yeah. Nah, for like, sure, man. So go ahead. Nah, I'm just saying if it was all if these were one offs or like its own separate series, this would be like on some on some dope ass shit. Like, damn, this stuff is amazing. But mm-hmm. yeah. Donald Glover being Donald Glover, bro. Yeah, I didn't I didn't have too much thought for it. Um, I don't hate it. Um, but what I fell in love for the show with and how I raved about it and told other people to uh go check it out. I'm not referring this season. Um I, I don't I don't think that I wasted my time either though. Cause I laughed. I laughed at a couple of things. So I wasn't like disappointed. Um but also there were um one thing I can give credit to Donald Glover is that he employs black people, like people that have been off the scene. He he reaches back and he's given a, a opportunity to that. And I think like he's given a, all these different type of writers a chance to express their views in episodes because those are the ones you know him and his the the guest the guest writers just like how Issa Rae did with the Insecure happens and I let them write some episodes and stuff like that. And his brother actually has wrote some stuff too. So um, again, I'm not mad at it. I just think it was too deep for the intro. Um, and I think we got one more episode left because I think that was nine. So, um, I guess preparing for the finale. Um, it's all it's over the place. Yes, now. Will we see? Yeah. Will we see poster? I mean, Paperboy in the finale? Like, I hope so. I mean, yeah. I mean, hopefully we, we will see. Um, and yeah, L, L, hopefully L doesn't get annoyed. That nigga been getting annoyed every single episode. Well, Al, sorry, not L, Al. But yeah, Al is is constantly, constantly frustrated. All four episodes he's been in, yeah, he's been frustrated. Four. Yeah, yeah. Um, lastly, uh, the question I asked on Twitter earlier was, uh, it was more so like, have you ever seen someone like, that you follow and like kind of question, should you speak to that person in person? Like you've never met them, but you see them and you're like, oh, I follow that person. Like, should I speak? And I think this happened often to me in New York City, but I'm curious to get your take on it. I'm like, what do you do? Do you introduce yourself? Do you just like go about your business and let them rock? Or do you, you know, cause y'all been following each other. How do you how do you how do you receive that? I'm not really one that speaks to people, so I'd have no problem walking right past someone that I follow and not speaking to them unless they spoke to me. Yeah, no, that makes sense. Um, I, I'm I'm just really I'm I'm really bad at like I don't like conversation. I, you know what I mean? Like I, I don't like forced conversation. My bad. It's the sounds of Philadelphia. No, nah, you No, nah, you gotta let it rock. But, um, you know, I mean, I just don't fool with I don't fool with forced conversation. I don't fool with awkward. Con- I feel like that's awkward conversation. You know what I'm saying? If you know, if 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 I follow you and we just generally are around a bunch of people that we all know and we start talking that way. Cool. But like, nah, I ain't going out of my way to speak to somebody else. Now, if they speak to me. That's what's up. Like, you know, I mean? I'll, I'll talk to you. You know what I mean? But like, I don't I'm not going to go out of my way because I feel like we're 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 friends at. 
this ain't that. Like, you know what I mean? We ain't friends in like real life, real life. We friends on social media. You know what I mean? Like I, 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 I'm one of the last people that I've not, I wanted a few people that left that I think still sometimes is able to separate social media from real life. You know what I mean? I like every now and then I get caught up just like everybody else. But you know, if I, if I, if I want to, if I want to treat social media, like it's its own separate world and my life is something completely different, then I got to keep that same energy and, and just not, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't, I don't really know you. I just know your social media. Yeah. Nah. I, I mean, I seen some people today at the game and uh, I had never spoke. So I was like, I think it's weird if I don't speak and I'm making constant eye contact with the person. And I know that we follow each other. It's like, you know, and I think that's my personality in general. Like, Hey, what's up? Cause I'm gonna force you to talk kind of like, yo, cause now you're just looking. And I don't want you to be like, yo, I think I know who that person is. It's like, nah, you know me. Quit being fucking weird. We tweet. You know what I'm saying? But then I had somebody, I asked a question and somebody chimed in and said, it's better to just keep internet friends, internet friends. And I can respect that too, because motherfuckers could be weird. Motherfuckers are weird, dog. We're weird. Everybody's weird. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. Just no, on, it's a standard. On social media, you get to kind of hide it from everybody. You know what I mean? Because you could just say cool little... Cool, cool little half sentences or two sentences, you know what I mean? Say something funny or whatever. But at the end of the day, though, you just weird just like me. Like, I'm weird as fuck. Yeah. Yeah, no, nah, that's that's real. I mean, you know, everybody has a sense of, it's not even weird, I think social awkwardness. You know what I mean? Like, of discomfort and things of that nature or, like, what, how you may have imagined someone in your head now you meet them in person is not, like, the persona of who it is, you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's pretty crazy, you know what I mean? But it was it was interesting to see that because I was just like, this would be a great topic. I'm curious of how many people actually meet people on the internet, off the internet, but then also what do they do when they see them? Like, I mean, we've thrown live shows in the past and we meet these people in real life that consume our content daily and it's kind of like, I'm such and such 36 or... I'm, you know, little such and such and such peep. And you're like, who? And you're like, oh, yeah, bro. He's like, I'm the person that DM'd you. Da, da, da. You're like, bro, I don't even. I mean, that's yeah. that's cool. And thank you for the support. I appreciate like, it. Thank you for the support, it's man. so many people that tap in. You feel me? Um, but I actually, I like to think I had a good um, memory of knowing people and remembering them from time to time. Like, you know, I I've, I've, I've did my job of, you know, keeping up keeping up with 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 our uh listeners and things of that nature um jerv how you feeling man before we get out of here man i see you got the sixers jersey on i mean you know i'm here bro you know it is what it is uh, i'm hurt uh i um <laughs> i didn't want to believe it i thought yo if ball could ever just figure it out it's going to be with us right like mm -hmm. you know i i had a homie yeah i gave him the world I had a homie to hit me that's a Rockets fan that told me the day the trade happened. He sent me a message and was like, yo. And, he's, you know, he basically said, yo, this is what's going to happen in the playoffs. And, you know, in, in an elimination game, I'm telling you, this is what's going to happen. Like, he's not going to do this. He's going to basically disappear, da -da -da, yada, yada. So the homie was like, he sent, he sent me the screenshot of the joint. He was like, yo, I'm not even trying to talk shit. I'm just trying to lower your expectations. Like, yo, I'm a Rockets fan, bro. I've been there. I know what this is hitting for. Um, 
I, it, bro, it, it, I don't mind when my team loses. Like it hurts. <clears throat> it hurts, but um, I don't mind when I when they lose and they fight. Right. I don't need to be hearing my top fifteen co- greatest coach of all time allegedly on the sidelines, uh, telling people to have fight. Yo, we gotta want this, and it's just like you don't want this, dog. Like. What you what you mean you don't want it? Um, you know I'm I'm ex- I'm 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 not even excited for the future because I know that we're pretty much outside of fucking Daryl Morey earning you know his reputation you know earning earning living up to his reputation of how he can maneuver and do all this stuff. I mean I, I basically got the same squad, and you know I I know what's going to happen. There's going to be a ton of shit going on during the regular season. The step backs are going to be crazy. The crowd going to be ah, all that shit. And then, you know, just like just like it was with number 25, all that regular season shit be dope. But at, at the end of the day, I know what it is in the playoffs. Like, you know what I mean? I, I just know what it is. So, um, you know, I, I I just feel bad for Embiid. Um, MVP t- caliber athlete playing at the highest level. Um, don't not even talking about the award, but more so, um, you know, this dude's playing at the highest level, and and this organization, this management is just fucking wasting, wasting dude's energy, man. Um, wasting his time, you know, fucking Tobias Harris over Jimmy Butler. I said it then, I say it now. Shit's crazy. Jimmy, but you know, I, you know, J- Jimmy was pissing me off, um, you know, and then them dudes with their little man crush on each other, uh, you know, talking about how they wish they were still teammates. Like, I, I don't want to hear that crap, bro. Like, that kind of bothered me about Embiid. But then again, like, I, you know, I got my own theories on on why Harden was a team teammate of the Sixers and and and, and what Joel Embiid probably really wanted to happen. And you know, I think Embiid was just letting the world, letting everybody know, like, yo, dog, I'm not feeling this shit. So I'm really just hoping that somehow, some way, they work a miracle. And, and and not that they don't have to win a championship. I would like for them to, but I just want to give Joel Embiid the opportunity to play in the NBA Finals and just be literally the only show on on, on, on TV at the time and allow the world to really see that this dude has the ability to be one of, if not the greatest center like just just ability wise like i you know i obviously like you know rings and all that shit but at the end of the day man like i've never seen a dude of his size be able to do everything that he does and then you know what i mean and it just sucks that you know we as sixers fans we get to watch that 82 games a year or however many he plays and you know but the world you know they're not gonna get that four to seven game series and and, and just an opportunity to be like oh shit like yo, he's yo, he's really that good. Like, damn, like yo, this dude's taking step backs. He's seven two doing step back threes. He's shooting runners off of the wrong foot. Like, yo, it's crazy. Right. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I told one of my homies I wouldn't be shocked, man, if 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 they fail him again this offseason and maybe one more offseason, you know. Listen, man, I wouldn't be mad at him, man. Charles Barkley, Charles Barkley had enough at some point in time. And, and I just really hope that we don't get to that point with Embiid. You know what I mean? I really hope that they can figure something out. And, you know, at, hey, man, I don't know what James Harden has, if he has naked pictures of Daryl Morey or something, but whatever <laughs> it is, whatever this affection these two have for each other, hey, man, 
We ain't paying $250 million for that shit. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Kiss my ass on that. Max me. <laughs> oh, and I'm not mad at Harden if he wants to get that 250, bro. Because if I was homie, I don't care what y'all talking about, dog. 250. 250. Yeah, nah, <laughs> listen, never be mad at the player, be mad at the management. Take them people's money. Yeah. Free money. Free money. I know. Hey, bro, you you earned it. You earned it. Like, honestly, you earned it, bro. Like, you know what I mean? Baseball players always be fucking getting paid $300 million contracts at the latter part of their career, not because of what they're about to do, but because they put seats, seats, fans in the seats, and they fucking are Hall of Famers. You know what I mean? But I know... If I'm top 75 ever, uh, bro, I better come back being able to shoot up a damn spot up three-pointer. Like, that's crazy to me. Like, it's the fact that main man can't shoot the ball without putting it on the ground first is crazy to me. Because I don't think he puts the ball on the ground when he shoots his foul shots. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever, man. <laughs> Just anybody well, here, anybody but Boston. Go ahead. I'm that was that was that was your exit interview, man. I just wanted to give you that time, man, to have your peace. I told you don't send no six or stuff to the group chat. You know, I just ain't trying to see it, man. Um, but I respect it. Um, catch us on the overflow. Um, we are watching uh We Are the City, correct? That is we the name of city. it. We, we own, own the city. city. I apologize. We own the city on overflow um we are on episode we're covering the first three we'll uh we'll have the first three on on this week's episode first three on this week's episode um make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to sign up for patreon um www.patreon.com slash count the deans get exclusive content from us um watch alongs uh catch us some sports things of that nature tap in support your favorite gang 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 and y'all have a good night or good morning wherever you're listening to it <laughs>